Welcome to Jurassic World. guests, welcome to the Jurassic World Minute, where we're visiting Jurassic World one minute at a time. Try a new Jurassic Steak Challenge over at Winston's Restaurant. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss Minute 4 of Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> Minute 4 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, <laughs> over at JurassicPedia.com, have a bit of a write-up here on the Dane County Airport, uh, where mm-hmm. this, this uh, minute takes place. Mm-hmm. Originally a uh, military... Uh, airport created back in 1936 to serve the military in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. I apologise to all the American listeners. Ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> they pronounce everything uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as I don't have to say Massachusetts, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so originally a Mel- uh, Melbourne, a um, military airport over there. Um, airport itself's got three major terminals and serves uh, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, Frontier Airlines, and United Airlines, which I know all but one of those airlines, <laughs> even though I don't live there. Um, in uh, Jurassic World, uh, in the film here, we see uh, the Mitchell family. Oh, yeah, we got here, Scott Mitchell, okay. Um, are driving from their home in Dane County uh, to the airport to drop the kids off for the flight to Isla Nublar. Um, the sort of filming here in the notes on the article... The uh, airport here looks a lot bigger than what it really mm-hmm. is, um, but the movie shows that there's at least three terminals looking at the gates behind them as they're having a discussion. Um, the, where the real airport has three runways, additionally, uh, it's possible the Mitchell brothers might have transferred to another airport for their connecting flight to Costa Rica, as Dane County Airport doesn't have a direct service to Costa Rica, which that's a whole different thing we're going to talk about when we get to that ferry ride to Isla Nublar, just how people are getting to Costa Rica. But um, a good little ride up here on the uh, Dane County Airport. Yeah. I do remember being this this airport, I think, was actually filmed at um, the Honolulu Airport, which I think also served as the lobby for the hotel at Dress World. Yeah, yeah, I've um, I'm still continuing my lost rewatch, and I've definitely seen uh, this airport and the uh, the the uh, Honolulu Convention Center, like it is in Hawaii, yeah, uh, being used well, as the, the airport. Convention Center is right next to the airport, isn't it? I could not tell you. <laughs> I I'd not don't know, but uh-huh. um, it's sort of I I sort of thought the uh, the airport here looks similar to what I've seen in. Uh, 
I think it was the checking gates where we have... I think it's Home Alone 2, so I thought it was filmed in Chicago, but obviously not. Mm. But yeah, we're going to see a lot of Hawaii in this uh, in this film, and a lot of stuff that's supposed to be Hawaii and it isn't. Anything else on that you want to discuss? No, I think we're good. All right. Feed the monster under your bed? Yes. There's been a minute free of Jurassic World. Gray had been rushed to the car by his mum. Went downstairs, and Zack was saying goodbye to his girlfriend. As we open on minute four, as Zack gets in the car, both parents look back. Mum says, I know it hurts, sweetheart. And the dad says playfully, Are you gonna be okay? Zack just ignores him and puts his headphones on. At the 10 second mark, we cut to Dane County Airport, as Gray's looking over the tickets, and his mum asks if everything's okay. And she's so jealous, that she's not going on the trip with him. At the 28 second mark, she realises she's given the tickets to Grey. Says, let's give these to your brother, shall we? She tells Zack to look after her brother and to answer the phone. It's the little green button. Just push it, okay? At the 46 second mark, she says, remember, if something chases you, run. At the 52 second mark, the boys leave the parents and start to make their way towards the checking gate. And as the minute ends, as Karen starts to cry, the husband says so much for our last family breakfast. As we continue uh, from last minute, the uh, parents making fun of Zach in the car. As Zach gets in, the mum sort of puts on baby voice and says, I know it hurts, sweetheart. And the dad says, uh, <laughs> are you going to be okay? <laughs> Where, again, we're just clean to see how awkward he was with the girlfriend, uh, with all the lovey-dovey stuff and... Here we are, the parents making fun of him again, which, yes, is good comedic fun for the uh, film, but it's not <laughs> in real life. You don't want to be doing that to your young kids when they're just learning and wanting to uh, be with someone. And it's sort of here, too. You can clearly see that the girl, the girlfriend was hanging on to him, not wanting him to go as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, don't make fun of teenagers <laughs> when, they, when they have girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is where we sort of get our first allusion to the fact that it's Christmas time. Um, we sort of get the music in the um, in the car, isn't it? It's the car, mm-hmm. the car stereo playing the Christmas tune. Yeah, well, like I said, I think it's, I think the moon phase for the Osir actually puts the Indominus attack that night, where the T Rex races down the Indominus at Christmas Eve, I think. <laughs> You ask any Star Wars fan when did uh, when did Luke leave Tatooine over the, the, with the moon phase? <laughs> we dig deep. We dig deep into these things. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't got Owen through here just looking up the sun, telling the time instead of that big watch on his hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which would be the second film in the franchise to be shot or filmed at least at Christmas time, take place at Christmas time behind Lost World, but this is sort of right there at Christmas time, so... Which I suppose makes sense in a way where if they're mm-hmm. going to the island for a couple of weeks to be looked after with Claire, it's, they're going for a divorce now, it's sort of that time where they can be sent away and not at home with the uh, the parents while all that's going on. Um, mm. But that's where we uh, cut to the airport, Um Mum's sort of take, talking to Grey about the tickets and uh, she's so jealous to uh, be going and they're going to have so much fun. And you can sort of already see here that the father's a little bit standoffish uh, 
when I first seen this, I sort of assumed that he was just a stepdad and he wasn't mm-hmm. really um, caring about the kids going off as much as what the uh, mother was. But I suppose because later on we find out what's going on between the two of them, he's sort of just keeping keeping back. But that's when the uh, when Karen realised she's given the tickets, those important tickets to Gray and not to Zach, and tells him, let's give them to you, brother, shall we? Where he's sort of just sitting there, not really looking at interested and looking around anyway with his hoodie on. Um, and sort of, again, another scene where um, Zach just sort of seems out of it. And I thought it was the, the headphones being on, but they aren't. They're sort of just hanging around his neck, so... Hmm... Maybe there's a genetic issue there, <laughs> where they've both got both got different um, versions of autism or something. Yeah. But that's where that's where we get the only line from Scott here, telling Zach to listen to his mother, and um, mm-hmm. that's when he sort of ignores him again. Again, not sort of. It doesn't look like there's much of a connection here between father and son. But uh, Karen tells him to answer their phone when she's trying to call them. It's the green button. <laughs> And uh, that's when we get the trail line of something chases you run, which yep. perfect foreshadowing for what we're going to get later because they're going to have to run <laughs> really fast. Yeah. But uh, as they say the goodbye, Zach moves Gray towards uh, checking the area and the mother stand- starts to cry as they depart and we get our second line from the father here. As the minute ends, um, so much for our last family breakfast, which... Uh, they're just at home, and it wasn't a home alone thing where they were rushing because someone slept in to get to the airport. It, it seems like they would have had their last family breakfast. Um, yeah, but then again, this crowd have also been taking place in the morning, and Zach being off with his girlfriend, uh, Gray being off in his room. You know, I mean, they could it could have just been something they completely ignored, and you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. Couldn't get everybody together to have breakfast. Well, yeah, and he might be just saying, "Well, that well, that was so much for our last family breakfast." Where that was, that was our last family breakfast, wasn't it? Wasn't it something special? Or wasn't it the same old, same old, or something? Um, mm-hmm. Because we're going to get her follow up straight up to, after this in the next minute of just absolute scorn. And <laughs> why do you have to say that? So, um, but that's where uh, the film, that's where the minute ends. Uh, over at the novel. Um, the run line seems to be a late addition to the script because that's not in the novel, but everything else pretty much is. Um, David, that's minute four. Anything else you want to bring up before we get over here today? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, lovely. Lovely.